The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. From there, Jesus set out and went away to the region of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know he was there. Yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit immediately heard about him. And she came and bowed down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile of Syrophoenician origin. She begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. He said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he said to her, For saying that, you may go. The demon has left your daughter. So she went home, found the child lying on the bed, and the demon gone. Jesus returned from the region of Tyre and went by way of sight toward the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. They brought to him a deaf man who had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. He took him aside in private, away from the crowd, and put his fingers into his ears, and he spat and touched his tongue. Then, looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephatha, that is, be opened. And immediately his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. Then Jesus ordered them to tell no one, but the more he ordered them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astounded beyond measure, saying, He has done everything well. He even makes the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. The Gospel of the Lord. I speak to you in the name of God, who is Father and Son and Holy Spirit. What on earth is going on in today's reading? Scripture says, A Gentile woman of Syrophoenician origin, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, heard about Jesus. She came and bowed down at his feet, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And Jesus said, Let the children be fed first, for it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. What on earth is going on in today's reading? Jesus is not supposed to be hurling racial slurs at Gentile women. Jesus is supposed to be drawing us beyond our stereotypes towards an appreciation of our common humanity. Mark 3.35, whoever does the will of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. 
Moreover, Jesus is not supposed to leave sick girls unhealed. Jesus is supposed to prize children above all others, picking them up and putting them in the center of the circle. Mark 10, 14, let the little children come to me. Do not stop them. For it is to such as these that the kingdom of God belongs. What on earth is going on in today's reading? Is the sky now green and the grass now blue? Does gravity now pull things upward? What's going on? Biblical interpreters offer a thousand ways for us to escape the difficulty of Jesus's words. Some challenge the translation. Others parse the phrasing, comparing it to St. Luke's account of the same story. And still others suggest that Jesus was simply reflecting the racism and the sexism that was endemic to his day. But these entirely too convenient possibilities seem thin to me. We know that Jesus has no problem healing Gentiles or raising sick girls or stopping the suffering of women. So why does he say these challenging words? What makes this story different from all the others? I would like to suggest to you this morning that Jesus's purpose in this morning's reading is to draw together in a single story all of the themes that he has been exploring for the previous two chapters. Travel back with me, if you will, to Mark 5. Jesus is on the far side of the Sea of Galilee in the land of the Gentile Gerasenes. There he meets a man who is possessed by a demon. He casts the demon onto a herd of swine and drives them into the sea. Immediately thereafter, everything happens immediately in St. Mark's Gospel. Jesus is approached by another person who was said to be unclean. This time it's a woman who's been bleeding for 12 years and whose doctors have only served to increase her suffering. When she touches the fringe of Jesus' cloak, she is healed immediately. While Jesus is still talking to the once hemorrhaging woman, Jairus approaches him. Jairus is a prominent Jew, a leader of the synagogue, and unlike the other people we meet in Mark chapter 5, Jairus is as clean as clean can be in the eyes of the law. But he has a problem. His daughter is dying, and there's nothing he can do about it. A few verses later, Jesus raises her from the dead. In Mark's action-packed fifth chapter, we see Jesus perform three famous miracles. Jesus heals a Gentile, relieves the suffering of a woman who is said to be unclean, and raises a little girl from the dead. Note the parallels with today's story. A Gentile, 
an unclean woman, and a little girl who suffers out of sight. Mark 5 sets the stage for our story today in Mark 7. Between those two chapters come Jesus' arguments with the Pharisees, snippets of which we heard last week. One might think of the Pharisees as the lawyers of ancient temple life. They interpret the scriptures literally, live their lives by the letter of the law, and pass judgment on everyone else. The Pharisees like to play logic games with Jesus, in this case arguing with him about how pots should be cleaned, and how hands should be washed, and how every Gentile should be kicked to the curb. Recall Jesus' challenging words this morning. It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. The Pharisees actually believed that. The Pharisees actually believed that salvation was only for God's chosen people, only for those to whom the Messiah had been promised centuries before. What makes today's story unusual is not what was said, but who says it. Jesus takes on the role of a Pharisee, and a Gentile woman takes on the role of Jesus, felling him with the power of her logic. Sir, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. The core truth of today's story is the same as the core truth of the healing miracles in Mark 5, and of the loaves and fishes miracle in Mark 6, and of Jesus' arguments with the Pharisees in Mark 7. What on earth is going on in today's reading? Jesus is hammering home a critical point. He is emphasizing it and stressing it and even belaboring it so as to escape any possibility of our misinterpreting it. The core truth of this whole section of St. Mark's Gospel is this. There is enough food for everyone and everyone gets to eat. By mimicking the Pharisees, Jesus shocks us out of our familiar interpretive frame. He forces us to think about which actors are playing which roles and with whom we should be identifying. If the Pharisees had said these challenging words, and if Jesus had made the insightful reply, this story would be largely unremarkable. We would have identified ourselves either with Jesus or with the woman, either with the one who behaves mercifully or with the one who needs and receives mercy. But by playing the role of the Pharisee, Jesus confuses the situation. Jesus forces us to consider the possibility that holy people might sometimes say unholy things. Jesus forces us to consider the possibility that we might be the ones sending people away rather than bringing them in. Jesus forces us to consider the possibility that we might be the ones judging people for how they live rather than loving them 
for who they are. Professor Caroline Lewis at Luther Seminary writes of this passage, in Jesus's response to the grieving mother, we see our own inclinations to restrict God's intent to restore life to all. In Jesus's resistance to the woman's begging for her daughter's life, we view our own opposition to just how far God is willing to go so that everyone can experience resurrection life. What on earth is going on in today's reading? Jesus is shocking us into considering the possibility that we might sometimes leave people unhealed, unloved, unseated at the table. Once the Syrophoenician woman defeats Jesus's argument, everything goes back to normal. The grass becomes green again and the sky is blue. Jesus is filled with compassion, the girl is healed, and the true extravagance of God's love becomes known throughout the surrounding region. This challenging story is not intended to shake our faith, but to shake us out of our complacency. By mimicking the Pharisees, Jesus forces us to consider the possibility that we might sometimes speak like Pharisees. That we might sometimes play a role in perpetuating the injustice of the world. The presentation of today's story is designed to capture our attention, and it does. The lingering question is whether it will also capture our hearts, whether it will also take hold of our souls. The core truth of this section of St. Mark's Gospel is clear. There is food enough for everyone, and everyone gets to eat. Whom shall we invite to the table?